Amen. Thanks, mate. Can I agree? The last four weeks, if you've been here, I'm sure you would have sensed that God's doing something deep in us for the benefit of other people. Do you sense that? Yeah, really? And my hope is today that as we continue and and launch this new series for this next three weeks, that we would have that same lean in and kind of this spiritual awareness that God is up to something in your life, my life, our life, for a purpose, for a significant purpose around our focus to enlarge our house, to build an addition, to spread out our home and spare no expense. And this is all about other people. It's all about other people. And God wants you and me in this process of building up His church. He partners with us. And so today, I want to be really clear. I want to, I want to encourage us to be people of God that actually walk very intentionally with a disposition of welcome in our life so that people that don't have a faith yet get a little bit of a picture of what life could be look like with God. And so how can we have this disposition of welcome that's very genuine and real and authentic and it gives people an opportunity to see what life with God could look like? And so for me personally, out of this time in the focus, there were some things that were really significant for me that stood out. And this this was one of them. This verse, I believe God wants to plant deep in the life of who we are and to see us explore this with real intentionality, to keep open house, to be generous with your lives by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God. And so that's a dynamic, in my opinion, that only happens with hospitality. See, we're starting a three-week series on hospitality, and it's just a short series, and it's myself and Andrew next week, and then followed by Mark and Lisa Scandrett. Now, they're from San Francisco, international guest speakers. That weekend's going to be incredible. That's even a great opportunity to invite people to be part of what we're doing. And so we want to have this three-week series, and I can't help but think that this, this kind of concept is significant for us as a people. And so I want to ask you right off the bat, how do you lean into that? What would it look like for you to keep open house, to be generous with your life, and knowing that actually in that process, you will prompt people to open up to God? Now, you don't even have to have a house to do that. It's actually a disposition of your heart. And so how can we as Christian people just take some pressure off and go, I just want to have a disposition of welcome. If people get in my space, there's just this disposition of welcome. Because if we can do that well, And consistently, I believe there'll be a dynamic where we will see people open up to God. And I tell you what, that's the heart of our focus. It's about seeing that. And I love this concept in Acts. We looked at this as well in the last few weeks where it talks about the early church and some of the flavour of what happened there. And check this out, a daily discipline, a daily discipline of worship in the temple followed by meals at home. So worship and hospitality and every meal, celebration, exuberant and joyful and they praise God and people in general liked 
what they saw. See, there's, in my opinion, there's a beautiful way to live. And it's this kind of perspective and it helps me to kind of have a framework to go, you know what, you're welcome. This is what it looks like. Now, that's not something you'd say to anybody, but it's perspective we can live with as Christian people to go, you're welcome. This is what it looks like. You're welcome in my world. You're welcome in my space. In fact, I want to open up with you and I want you to taste and see that the Lord is good. You're welcome. This is what life can look like with God. Now, if you haven't got it all together, but you and I are in the process of transformation, all thanks to the grace of God. And when we can live with your welcome, this is what it looks like. That's a beautiful dynamic when people can taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, if you think about hospitality, what comes to mind? Come on, give me, give me what comes to mind. Food does. You're a man. Food comes to mind. It does. What else? What else comes to mind? Sorry? A cup of coffee. Yep. People. Conversation. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? What we think about when we think about hospitality. And all of that, all of that is true, all of that's right, and it's actually a big, a big thing. There's lots, lots in the mix there. And I love Jeff's, as Andrew said last week, that definition between fellowship and hospitality. There's something so profound in that that my hope is that that really sticks in who we are as a church, that we can have good fellowship. We can connect with Christian people in, in home groups and meals, and we want to do that. But hospitality is about a stranger, someone that you don't know yet. And when we understand that and live that out, it's significant. I would go as far to say today that I believe that hospitality is evangelism. Now, I don't know what you think about when you think of evangelism or hospitality, but I don't think you can remove them. I think they're one and the same. And so what would that look like if we had an understanding that that hospitality is not a bolt-on to our Christian faith? It's not something that we do if we have time or if it's convenient or if we've got enough money or if we can make a great dinner or if our house is clean and tidy. It's actually, or could be that, it doesn't have to be. It is actually evangelism. What would it look like if we had this shift in our mind, a perspective that hospitality is evangelism? And when you think about it, if hospitality involves a stranger, in fact, if you look at the definition of hospitality, of where that kind of come from when it was written many, many years ago, it's two words, love and stranger. And so it's the love of strangers. That's hospitality. And absolutely, download or listen on the podcast of Jeff's message. So if hospitality is the love of strangers, how do we do that well? Because that's evangelism right there. Now, let's wind the clock back a little bit in your life and you growing up at preschool and primary school. Um, what was drummed into you about strangers? Stranger danger. It begs the question, doesn't it? Does that still exist in our life today? Have we been programmed, even from a very young age, to go, oh, we've got to be careful. Actually, I don't know that person. And sure, there's times, you know, we need to build trust, absolutely. 
But if we have this concept of stranger danger as adults, um, we won't be very effective at evangelism. Simple as that. And so how can we understand that hospitality is about love of the stranger? It's about a disposition of welcome. It's like opening up our house, opening up our lives and to actually welcome people in. To go, you're welcome. And we get to show people what a good life with Jesus looks like. I love this verse in Romans where there's just an encouragement to welcome somebody. Be sure to welcome a friend, Phoebe, in the way of the master with all the generous hospitality we Christians are famous for. I want to ask you a question this morning. As Christian people, what are we famous for? Come on, give me some thoughts. What do you reckon we're famous for? Being judgmental. Probably. Yeah, hypocritical, judgmental. You see, what would it look like if as a community of people, as the Christian church, was famous for hospitality, was famous for the love of strangers? Like I love the the concept in our recent disasters, whether it's bushfire or flood, (laughs) welcome to Australia. Um, I loved hearing stories where people would just say, come into my home, have a shower, have a meal. If you've got nowhere, come on in. So how as a church can we be famous for hospitality? When people think of Christian people, they think, oh, they're, they're awesome. They just open up their houses, open up their lives. They're really generous people. That's a completely different story to the story in our nation right now about the Christian church. We had a long way to go to build reputation, long way to go to build trust. And I can't help but think that hospitality in our Australian culture is the way. But it takes a long time. It takes intentionality. It takes spreading out your home. It will cost you something. But a long story of hospitality with people where we can love strangers. And we do see that, that kind of transition from stranger to neighbour and from neighbour to family, again, which Jeff looked at last week, it would change the climate of our nation. And so I want to suggest today that hospitality is evangelism. That's what it looks like. In our current Australian culture, I can't think of any other better way. I've never been a fan, although it can work. I've never been a fan of real target evangelism, where someone with no relationship just rocks up to someone and tries to convert somebody. Now, God can use that if he wants to. I don't think it's a very effective way, though. But what I do believe is effective, genuine, authentic disposition of welcome to people from a heart of love and to go, you're welcome. You know, when Kel and I went to Vanuatu years ago, you've heard me say this, and we took our family, we're invited into some of the most poorest parts of Vanuatu, into these little shacks, and blessed, blessed with gifts and a meal. Made our bellies a bit funny for a little while. But I changed my language from going to that country. Because I would say, we would say thank you to people. You know what they'd say? 
you're welcome. And it was heartfelt, real, and backed up with actions. And so I've changed my language. I use that all the time. I love it. When someone will say, thank you for it, you're welcome. You're welcome. Because I want to have a disposition of welcome. Now, I don't get it right all the time, but that's what I want to see. In fact, I'm challenged with that all the time. If we look at hospitality in the New Testament, if we look at hospitality in the Old Testament, it's a major theme in the way God works. It's a major theme in the way God grows His church. As Jesus partners with us to build up His church, hospitality is actually at the centre. It's at the core. And I love this story. There's so many stories I could share this morning, but I love this story of this tax collector. It says, later as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi, like he was despised. And follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything and followed him. And this is where this story picks up. So Levi just follows Jesus. And later, Levi held a banquet. Where? In his home, with Jesus as a guest of honour. So many times Jesus was a guest, then he became the host. Really interesting. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained to Jesus, why do you eat and drink with such scum? How offensive. So here's these people that they thought they had it all together. They had a religious kind of flavour to the way that they lived, but they had zero disposition of welcome in their being. In fact, they had rejection. And they they even verbalised it. Now, I think we can actually even non-verbalise this, but they verbalised it. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? And Jesus said, you know, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come to call those um, who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. And so hospitality creates this environment where we see people lean in. Now, here's something I've noticed. This might not be the case in your life, but it probably is with mine. The longer we are Christian people, the less non-Christian people we have in our lives. The longer we are people of faith and live in a Christian community and lean in, we set up Very good home groups where we're all together and having a great time. Very good dinner parties, very good friendships. And all of a sudden, there's not many people that are friends in our world that we can set up this kind of climate, this kind of hospitality, this kind of open house, this kind of you're welcome. So how do we do that? I was reading this week an article that that Andrew sent around actually by a guy by the name of Matt Chandler. Now he pastors a church in the States, it's called the Village Church, and they currently have three campuses. He's got a great perspective on hospitality and evangelism being the same thing. In fact, their church has been in growth mode to the point where on average their growth rate as a church, so just three campuses, they are seeing over a thousand people a year attend their church, new people, over a thousand new people a year. How many people have we seen over the last year? A few, it's been quite a few, it's been great. Absolutely believe we're in growth mode and I believe God's doing something deep in us with this around hospitality. Here's what Matt says in this article. It's a great article. 
And he talks about um, having courage in our current climate. He says, when we talk about what it means to be courageous and faithful in the age of unbelief, we have to talk about the Great Commission. That's our mission. And though it's always been true, I think it's more true uh, now than to say that evangelism is going to have to look like hospitality. He'll continue to say that when the Bible speaks of hospitality, it almost always likes it to aliens and strangers, people who aren't like us. If I had to come up with a biblical definition of hospitality, I'd say it means to give loving welcome to those outside our normal circle of friends. It's opening your life and your home to those who believe differently than you do. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but I believe there's something in that kind of concept. And here's a guy who's leading a church who's practiced that and they're seeing lots and lots of people step in. If I'm honest, that's inspiring and challenging at the same time. It's inspiring and confronting, but there's something in it. How do we create a culture where we have a disposition of welcome and we actually are proactive in inviting people into? People need to be in your space. People need to be in your space. You actually represent God to people. You do more than what you realise. You are salt, you are light, you represent God to people. People will actually taste and see that God is good through you. And so how do we create this kind of dynamic? Here's something that I've noticed. There's, there's this biblical perspective, there's spiritual dynamics that are at work all the time. All the time. Right now as I'm speaking, this dynamic is happening and this is it. God's drawing people to himself. Right now, spiritually, God is drawing people to himself. That's his heart. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He's actually drawing people to himself. He's knocking on the door of people's hearts. By his spirit, he's actually bringing revelation about who he is. He's just, that dynamic is happening. And then you've got this concept where anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, Jesus says, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. And so we've got this incredible divine encounter that's probably years in the making that exists when you have this disposition of welcome and just connect with somebody. There's way more going on than what's in the physical. There's this spiritual divine appointment that God's been setting up. My goodness. And God partners with us in that. He wants us to be intentional in this space. Now you will have every excuse just like I do not to live like this. But when we do, we engage with this kind of spiritual truth and it's powerful and God will do incredible things right there. This same passage in, in the message, the Matthew 10 one, talks about it like this. It says, we are intimately linked, again, this is Jesus talking, in this harvest work. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me, the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my Father who sent me. This is a large work I've called you to, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cup of water to someone who's thirsty, for instance. And so we can be overwhelmed thinking we've got to convert the world and God's up to this great 
But God doesn't want us to be overwhelmed. He just wants us to start small. He just wants us, in my opinion, to have this disposition of welcome, to live with that. That can start small. Just this, just this week, Kel and I had this bizarre opportunity to head to, um, to, head to Queen um, in Adelaide to see Queen live. It was, it was great. thought we won't see him again, so let's just do it. So we did, went down there for a couple of days. And even just, even just in that space, it was, I remember just smallest thing, smallest thing. We were walking, walking along the road of a morning, going to get a coffee. And we saw this old man walking towards us, kind of hunched over, was carrying a bag, and walking pretty slow. And we just got up to him and we just said, good morning. He nearly jumped out of his skin. It was almost like there was no more in the conversation than that. But it felt like there was heaps more. I just felt like I saw some of his story unroll in my mind that he is someone who no one talks to him. And some stranger, two strangers, just said good morning. His whole, his whole posture changed. Two words. Now there's more of the story. We didn't kind of stand there and preach to him and see him converted and now he's actually opening his home and got a dinner party on like Levi. This part of the story, just from being aware of people around you. There's plenty of times I'm not, by the way. And if I'm honest, there's sometimes I wish I wasn't aware of people around me. And so we get to Queen and we're sitting there and... Um, it's funny, there was these two girls kind of sitting in front of us and 50,000 people there is huge. And these two girls, probably mid-30, they were having a great night. They were, in, they were enjoying the show. They were enjoying the show that much that the people behind them moved seats. Like that's how much they were enjoying the show. And so they kind of were a bit annoying as, as that happens when you've paid a bit of money to see a, see a show. Um, anyway, they, once those people moved, we were kind of next in line. And so they started being quite jovial with us, and, um, which was interesting. And if I'm honest, I'm just thinking, man, I just wish you'd leave us alone. And so there's a couple of these band of conversation, and then this is in the middle of the concerts, you know, Queen's like, you know, doing their thing. And she leans over, and then and she's just, she's talking about dancing, my goodness, they were dancing. She leans over to me and Kel, some bizarre, and she goes, so what do you guys do? I just said, well, it was bizarre. We're, we work as pastors on the, on the central coast. And in that moment, she stepped over the chair, sat next to us, and was silent. And she said, she's from Melbourne, we're from the central coast in Adelaide, happened to be sitting there, and she said, I knew God led me here for a reason. And she used to open a heart, open a life. And Queen's doing their thing and we're having this kind of um, <laughs> chat in the, in the chairs. It was interesting though, that dynamic of the father drawing people to himself and having a disposition of welcome, it would have been very easy for me and Kel to go, man, it's our day off, man, seriously. Do we really have to talk to someone here? Can you just sit down and shut up for a little while? <laughs> Honestly, we could have done that. And she, she'd had a faith, but boy, did she need some encouragement. And she took it, she lent in. In fact, even after the show, we had probably another half an hour conversation. 
It was interesting because a friend was not in that space. In fact, one of the first things I said to Kel when she stepped over that chair, I said, there's a battle going on here. could see it in the friend. But this person was open. This person was ready and God set that up. What does God want to set up in your life? We just thought we were watching a show. But we can walk through any day. And if we have an attitude of actually, my heart is open. I've got, an, I've got a disposition of welcome. I've got an open house, if you like. I want to be generous with people with my time and my energy. And actually that generosity, that welcome will prompt people to open up to God. He's the one who actually converts people. He's the one that brings a revelation that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and died for them personally. He's the one that's going to bring the transformation. You don't have to do that. You and I just have to be people of welcome. You're welcome. And this is what it looks like. And anybody can do that. You and I can do that. So can I encourage you, can I encourage me in all of the complexity of life and all the reasons why we wouldn't do this, that God's calling us to be people with a disposition of welcome and just to be aware and open and ready. You've seen it. I mean, you... I don't know how many times I've been just in a public place and people are just completely unaware of anybody else. And it's just all about their own world. And if we're not careful, we will live like that. And those people are bumping in everyone. And you know, how can we be people that are aware? We know that God's actually drawing people to himself. And we know there's a dynamic that people who welcome us actually welcome Jesus and welcome the Father who sent Jesus and God's Spirit's at work. That dynamic is happening. And you know what I love about having a disposition of welcome? It engages somebody else's free will. Because everyone's got free will. You don't have to force yourself on anybody. Jesus didn't force himself on you. He just, Revelation 3.20, knocked on the door of your heart. And how's that story continue? Do you know? If, if you open the door, so Jesus is drawing people to himself and gives us the choice. And if we open the door... So if we kind of lean into that relationship, what happens? You kind of have this relationship and it talks about sitting down and having a meal as friends. So hospitality is at the heart of the gospel. Hospitality is evangelism. Hospitality is having a disposition of welcome. Hospitality is actually letting people see in you that God is good and that life can actually look different. You know, life with hope, your life doesn't have to be all together but you can have hope in God and people can see that in your eyes. That's refreshing. There's so many people in our community that need to see that in your eyes, see that in your heart. It's just your welcome. This is what it looks like. But as we live with that disposition of welcome, it engages free will in people. And you will see, like those two girls, one of them leant into the conversation, one of them couldn't get far enough away. In fact, she left. That's fine. People got a free choice. But the ones that do lean in, you just want to just build relationship and continue hospitality and make a friend and be generous with your life. Can I say this though as a bit of a disclaimer? That having a 
disposition of welcome and a heart of hospitality doesn't mean you need to suffer rejection, persecution or abuse. You will meet some people that in their free will won't want to lean into what God's doing in that space. And you know what? You don't, you don't have to stay there. Having a disposition of welcome and having a heart of hospitality doesn't mean anything goes. So if you've got this framework, not that you speak about it, but you're welcome, this is what it looks like. And if something is going on in that relationship that's completely against God's agenda and there's a proactive aspect to that, you don't need to stay in that relationship. There's plenty of people right now who are ripe for the kingdom of God. They just need someone like you, like me, that has a heart and a disposition of welcome to have a conversation and build a friendship. And then over time, we will see God work powerfully. But I've seen people that think and seen situations where people think the Christian thing to do is just to put up with a whole bunch of crap and abuse and rejection that's just ongoing. God doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't want you to have a heart of welcome, but sometimes... It's time to move on and just connect with somebody else. You know what I'm saying. Jesus actually, when he sent out his disciples to kind of go, okay, I want you to go and preach the gospel. I want you to go and connect and go from town to town. I don't know if you've, if you've read that in the Bible. And, and actually Jesus would say, if you go to a town and they don't welcome you, you kind of go, actually, cool, I'm out of here. I'll go somewhere else. And so I just want to throw that in there because certainly as a community of people, we're not encouraging you to put yourself in places that are unhealthy for you or, or actually will do you harm. So we need to be discerning in that. But I do know that when we have this disposition of welcome and we step in and we just partner with what God is already doing in people's lives, we will see some powerful things Happen because people will see in you that God is good. Now, if you want to know where, where to start with that, Andrew mentioned before the values that we have at Coast Community are powerful ways to live from, like to live with grace, to live with growth, a growing you, to live with gratitude, to live with generosity in the way you live, and just to be genuine, just be you, just be beautifully you, just be a growing you. And so as I wrap up and get the band up, can I encourage us to be people that just ooze your welcome? Now, non-verbally, you can actually ooze, I don't want to talk to you, I want nothing to do with you, I've got way too much going on today, I haven't got time to stop and talk. We can ooze all of that. We, we can ooze, actually, I'm just so thinking about my whole world that I just don't want to think about anybody else. When we understand that Jesus first was hospitable to us, that Jesus first accepted us, that Jesus did knock on the door of our heart and invited us into relationship, when that goes deep and that's fresh, we will live with that same disposition. And be aware of people. And to take some time. And literally have an others-focused attitude.
So I want to ask you, what, what could we do as a church together that has a disposition of welcome to others? What can we actually do as a church that would create some really intentional environments where we're so others-focused that genuinely we're saying, welcome, we want to host you well. Come on in, come and see what a life with, light, with God looks like. What could we do together in that space? Very intentionally, you know what? If, if you're a partner of our church, you've applied for that. We have a partnership um, meeting this evening, uh, this Wednesday evening, and I want to encourage you to be there because we're going to explore exactly that. And we've got some great concepts, some great ideas about how we can do that as a church together. But we need to do it together. It's not up to the ministry leadership team. It's not up to one person. It's not even up to a couple of us. It's we are in this together and we can do it. And we will see people stepping in. We'll have stories like that village church in the States. And not that it's about coast community at all. Our mission statement's much bigger than that. It's about the church. That we want to see more and more people step into a relationship with God. And I can't help believe that hospitality is one of the major highways that we will see people do that through that kind of relationship. I want to ask you, what can you do as a family? Intentionally, you and your family, in whatever family looks like for you. How can you have this attitude of, we want to, we want to keep open house. We want to be generous. Because we want to see people be prompted by the Spirit to open up to God. What can you do as a family? In your Mark Scandrett time, Thriving Families Masterclass speaks straight into that. How can we lift our intentionality as families? And then also, what could you do personally? It's just about you. How can you personally engage with God so you're soft-hearted, others-focused, and you genuinely have a your welcome disposition? You can do that. I can do that, but it's a choice. And as we do that and partner with the spiritual dynamic that God's up to something, He's up to something, He wants to see people step into His family, into His kingdom, He's working hard and He uses you and me to actually connect with people right in that zone. What a privilege, what an honour and what fruit there can be for God's glory as we engage with him in that. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you that, oh God, I'm so thankful that Jesus, that he first reached out to us, even though we were enemies in your eyes or so distant from you. God, you welcomed us and we're so thankful. Lord, I pray, Lord, that We'd have a soft heart. We'd be so aware of the grace that you've extended us that we would offer that to others. And I pray, God, that that would look like this disposition of welcome where our hearts open to people and what you're doing in people's lives. And I pray you'd give us courage to step into those opportunities when we're prompted, to create spaces in our homes of hospitality. Lord, to see people around our table that don't know you as yet. And just authentically build friendship and relationship. And God, when we're prompted, help us to know what to say and how to say it. 
But I pray, God, you'd help us to have this disposition of welcome and to show people just what a life in process of transformation looks like, a life with you, Jesus. And so, God, we commit that to you. I pray that we would see many people step into your kingdom as a result. Many people finding you, Jesus, and the salvation that's in you. And so, God, we commit that to you. And I pray, God, that we would see that you're enlarging your house on the central coast. We see lots of people stepping in. And so, God, we commit that to you. And I pray you'd prompt every person individually as a family and how as a church community. We intentionally have hospitality that is evangelism, a heart that's open that says you're welcome. And so we commit that to you today in Jesus' name. Amen.